How's it? And welcome to the Positive High Podcast. Yes, it's your one-stop shop for all things with your mental and physical health, fitness, and wellness. What's up, guys? My name is Serge, and I'm super, super stoked to have you guys here because we'll be diving in, man. We'll be diving in to the Positive High system. We'll be diving in to your mindset, knowledge, nutrition, movement, restoration, and community. And we'll be speaking of community, we'll be bringing on some awesome people as we go into our Positive High Talk Story series. So each week, jump on. Come on with us, vibe with us, because we're all about feeling your positive high as you build that mental and physical self-confidence and do what you want with whoever you want, with your loved ones, with your friends, with your family members, and just enjoy life. Let's go, guys. Super stoked for you to be here. Chihu, love you, and hope you guys enjoy this episode. Chihu! Hey, what's up? Shockless for you, shockless for you. All right. Thursday, dude. Happy Aloha Thursday. Super stoked, dude. Another positive high talk story coming at you, dude. Got my brother Jeffrey Gardo of JG Monster Jiu Jitsu Action, bro. You know what I'm saying? Super stoked, dude. I'm super stoked to uh, talk story with um, brother Jeff just to get to know his positive high story. Um, I actually been getting. Oh, there he is, dude. What's up? I've actually been getting to know him the past couple months and, you know, just being with him and, you know, seeing his journey at, and, you know, he's sharing some gems with me in the DMs and all the good stuff. And I'm super stoked to just kind of just get to know him, dude. Get to know him and his positive path. Oh, hey, what's up, brother? Hey, what's up, brother? I see you. There you go. Nice. What's up, dude? How you feeling? How's it going? Nice. Solid, dude. Solid. No, yeah, just uh, doing our, our, um, our intro action, just inviting you or, um, uh, you know, introducing everybody to you and all the good stuff, and you know, just um, just letting everybody know how how much I'm stoked to just talk story with you, dude. Like, you know, we met uh through brother George a couple months ago, uh, George Alonzo, and um, ever since then, dude, we've been you know in contact with you know in the DMs, sharing each, each other's journey and stuff, and yeah, just my house for jumping on, dude, because like you said, it's like um, you know, it feels good to be connected with people like you, just knowing that you know you're on your path. And, you know, you continue to share, you know, your passion, your drive, and, you know, your story, you know what I'm saying? Helping other people, you know, with their mental health through positive daily habits, which is, which is powerful, you know what I'm saying? Because in here, um, you know, it's, uh, especially, you know, the pandemic and stuff, and, you know, the, our mental and physical health, like, I was talking to a client of mine, and what we went through the past couple of years is, is, uh, is life-changing, you know what I'm saying? Like, having people... Like you, who want to just you know do better for yourself and also you know be better for others and teach them you know mental and physical ways to live you know uh, in positivity and and love is super solid. But um yeah man um Mahalo, thank you. Just wanted to have you take the floor too. You know what I'm saying? As far as like introducing yourself, um, you know where you're from, who you are, and you know just uh, your life mission and all the good stuff. Sure. Thank you. First, thank you for uh, even having me on your show, man. Seriously, I really appreciate it. I'm grateful for you uh, having me on. I'm grateful for life. Um, uh, my name is Jeffrey Gallardo. I was born and raised in New York City. Um, I'm a dedicated martial artist, uh, devoted my entire life to a single craft. And uh, I was, I've always thought I was a positive person. It's really crazy because uh, I'm making a lot of moves and changes in my life. And being a martial artist or being an athlete, you know, you always say, oh, be positive or, you know, uh, stay committed, stay dedicated. But this very short journey, uh, I was kind of blinded. I always, I thought that I was a positive person. I thought I was like a 
an influential person and and just spending time with myself because uh, we came, my wife, my lady, and I came to Costa Rica and uh, to try to leave the crazy city life. Um, and to me, it was it's all about perspective, right? Uh, everyone's texting me like, oh, you're living the dream, you know, because I'm posting, you know, beach sites and, you know, just running through. You see where I'm posting, you know, the yeah. rainforest. And uh, the truth is, is that I'm always out there and I'm like, man, if people actually knew why I'm here. They, they wouldn't say you're living the dream. Um, but again, it's all perspective. You know, I lost two businesses in New York, failed businesses due to the pandemic, um, went through a terrible divorce that she took everything right during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and all this stuff really started playing a psychological uh, twist in my mind. You know, um, you start reflecting back at my younger age and uh, just to, just to, uh, bring a little bit about myself and I'm not trashing my family. I'm not talking bad about them. I love my family dearly. I love my brother dearly. Um, but I came from a, a broke, at least my perspective of growing up. Um, I was painting this illusion or this story that I had this really sad story. I left home when I was 14 years old. Uh, my father was a full blown alcoholic for most of my time that I lived at home. So I got to see a lot of the physical abuse, verbal abuse, the emotional abuse, and all this was bottled in. It was, it was being condensed and compressed, and I never talked about it. One, being in the environment of a bunch of fighters and martial artists, um, combat training in the gym is always that machismo that, you know, if you're dealing with this tough enough, stop being a, you know, and I never got the chance to talk and, uh, or express myself, and I was beginning to bottle up and uh, unfortunately, my father did take his life uh, back in 2010. And to me, that was just like a, a shock. It, uh, it kind of confused me because my dad was one of the, he liked to project that manly man, that there's nothing wrong, that you got him muscle to things. So when, when he took his life, it, it was a devastating moment for me. I uh, relapsed into heavy opiate use, uh, was confused. And just very short, when you and I kind of linked up to George, actually, when I met yep. George, he, uh, he referred a bunch of books to me. And that was one thing that I had painted this. I have really bad uh, ADHD. So my learning abilities were, were very difficult growing up. I never actually passed any elementary school, junior high school. I dropped out as a freshman in high school, which, again, like I said, growing up and having all these experiences as a failure, because I grew up thinking that I was a failure, thinking that I wasn't smart and that that was as good as I was going to be. Um, even being in a competitive level, competitive environment, I, was, I, I come from Hensel Gracie, New York City. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I trained under John Danaher for the past 16, 17 years of my life. The man has produced world champions. Uh, in mixed martial arts like George St. Pierre, Frankie Edgar, Chris Wyman. And as far as the grappling community, you know, he's trained uh, Gary Tonin, Gordon Ryan, Nicky Ryan, Oliver Taza, towards the end, Craig Jones, Jake Shields, and the list goes on. The guy's like an amazing athlete. And I spent 16 years with these guys. I, I shared bread with them. We trained in the morning and the afternoon. And everybody would say, uh, hey, Jeff, why aren't you training? Uh, why aren't you competing? And uh, the truth is, and the truth was, is that I never thought I would ever be good enough to have a living doing what they do. Just because 
I had the mindset that I would mm-hmm. never amount to anything. All that stuff was always in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, very recent, you know, around two, three months ago, four months ago, excuse me, I was having really bad suicidal thoughts. Um, I wasn't thinking of wanting to kill myself, but it would, the consideration of that being an exit was lingering in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that started happening, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I, I love life. I, I, I cherish the relationship that I'm in right now. It's the best, healthiest relationship I've ever been in my life. The relationship that I have with my brother, it's, it's an amazing one. Uh, you know, he was in the military, so he had left home fairly young. And he was my, he's always been my number one supporter. So having him gone as well and him having to deal with his military mental issue, he never really talks about what happened there. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe he's watching and he, he'll see that uh, it's okay to talk and it's okay to reach out for help. Um, and so um, when I came out here, which is really funny, when you and I started talking, you sent me the, uh, the links for the website, uh, PT Distinction. Yeah. When I, when I started my transformation, it was really with the intentions of, I'm going to post a before and after picture. And I hope that the change, people will see the physical change and would want to train with me. Yeah. And it's so fucking crazy. Excuse my language. So no, crazy. It's cool. Yeah. Because when the journey started, I, uh, I picked these crazy times to go work out. I was waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, going out there alone. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, you know, I went out there alone to uh, work out my physical part. But being out there by yourself, like no roads, no one in sight. It's just you and your thoughts. And... Um, I decided to do these long, crazy runs. I was started with five miles. Now I'm doing about 10 miles a day. Dang, nice. And it, it sounds crazy. I know my brother's trying to talk me out of you doing too much. And, uh, but the truth is, is like, it's, I'm not going out there anymore to try to lose weight. I'm not trying to go there to get faster. I'm actually spending the time on the road to work on this, to clear on what's up here. Um, I, I understood that uh, life is very precious, and it's it's a blessing to be here. And uh, as my journey started, I was I, I felt that I needed to put the personal training um, marketing part to the side. I felt that um, if I worry more about fixing what was wrong emotionally and mentally. It's more important than the physical part. The physical part is just a byproduct of what you're working yourself into. And as I started realizing that, as as people would ask me, quite, oh, you, man, how much time are you working? How much? How do you often you do you train? I'm like, it's every day, every day, every moment that goes by, I'm training. And, and what that means, what I mean by that is, I'm working on myself. I'm learning how to love myself, and by loving myself and being kind to myself, I'm being kinder to other people. Because I realize that every moment we wake up, how we are um, treated, it's a reflection of the energy and the vibration we're sending out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I started seeing like these, that I, I want to call them miracles, if you will. Um, my concerns, you know, financial concern or um, 
where am I going to stay? Or uh, these, these situations, they just kind of started manifesting itself and coming into permission. Like, wow, this is, I'm going to continue working on myself because good things are happening. I'm interacting with, with people that have the solution to my problem. If I need clients, if I talk to people very nicely, it turns out that they might need help reaching a certain goal, whether it is a financial goal, a physical goal, a mental goal. Uh, uh, they have goals themselves. And then I started diving in as, you know, George gave me that book, uh, The Brain is Always Listening. It's the, a lot of things started making sense of why I was reacting a certain way. It had to do with a lot of my past and only it's like uh, you jump on the scale, right? You look in the mirror and you're like, I need to work on my love handles. Or I need to work on my tricep part. It was the same thing reflecting back and saying, I need to work on this part of my emotions or I need to understand this part of my past so I can move forward. And that became my message. It was so weird because as I started posting, I would tell people, I love you guys for loving yourselves. And it's true because as long as we love ourselves, it's easier to believe that person when they tell you, I love you. Mm -hmm. Because um, if someone is telling me they love me and yet they have no self-control in what they're putting into their food, how are you going to love me? It, it doesn't make any sense. If I tell my wife or my lady, excuse me, if I tell my wife or lady, honey, I love you, and yet I'm pounding down the beers or uh, doing other narcotics, that's not loving myself because all that alcohol later on is going to make me react a certain way that she's not going to like it. That's not love. That's mm -hmm. indulging. And that's why we say pick, you know, uh, discipline over indulging. Um, because discipline, we suffer. You know, when I go out running, yeah, do I like it? No, guys, I, I, don't, I don't like working out at that early in the morning. Uh, but what I could say is that I love the way I feel for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Um so that short moment of discomfort, the reward or the dividends that pay off in long term is greater than uh, than indulging. And, you know, if you drink a six pack, you feel great for the night, but then you feel like shit for the weekend. And yep, then you yep. start, your behavior towards people changes. And that's not love. That's like self-sabotage, you know. Um, it, you know, I made an oath to myself that, I want people to meet the best version of myself. Um, whoever I come in contact with, I want them to actually have an experience to be like, yo, that guy was tight. That guy's legit. Like, fun guy, positive guy. Yep. And just send out a message. You know, even today, even today, I, I was going to the uh, vegetable store and uh, I buy a, a, just a regular orange juice. And the guy's like, hey, you work out, man? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I said, I said, yeah, I do, but working, how, how long do you work out? And I said, every day. The reason I'm putting up to your truck and I'm buying an orange juice, it's work. I'm choosing something beneficial for myself. And that's why I'm not lined up like everyone else going to go get beers and alcohol to head to the beach tonight. You know, I choose to wake up early and put in the time. And he's looking at me like, and I said, yeah, I said, and he was telling me, oh, I'm, uh, 39, 38, it's too late for him. And I was like, uh, bro, I'm 43. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm 43. It's, it's never too late. And that's that's the thing, that I made a choice um, when all these thoughts were coming in my head. I made a choice then. I said, okay, I can either 
stay where I'm at and let these thoughts keep growing and see where that rabbit hole goes. Mm-hmm. Or I can draw away and go the exact opposite and stay as far as possible as that thought goes. And I've been devoted to reading a book every morning. I actually wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm out on the road by 4.30. I, I made this into a thing for me. I wake up at 3 and I right away start reading a book uh, by Alan James called um, As a Man Think of... I don't know if you've read it or heard no, it. No, no, yeah. And uh, the books is basically, I started reading that because I knew I needed to change how I thought and how I perceived myself first. Mm-hmm. And then from there, my uh, perception and how I'm going to treat the world is going to improve. And uh, so far, it's been working out pretty well for me. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone that I talk to, I, I'm trying to share this message to like, man, work on yourself, love yourself, and uh, things are going to get better. Um, and the, the, the more that I post, I keep getting messages back and, and it makes me feel I'm on the right path and it makes me feel I need to get this message out more and further. Um, I have people sending me messages that they're to the point that they want to kill themselves. Um, yesterday I was talking to a young lady and who I love dearly. She is a fucking amazing athlete, uh, ultra runner, former ultra runner. And uh, she texts me and she told me I never knew that you've had these thoughts and she's been a self-mutilator. Uh, she cuts herself um, mm-hmm. due, due to frustration. And as I talk to people like this, I realize that depression and anxiety, it manifests in many different ways, whether it's a habit, whether it's a, um, a, a frustration or a, the way you behave, it's going to come out differently. I started realizing as I spent time with myself and just started reading books from Alan Watts to... Uh, Dale, um, Carnegie. Uh, Bob, Bob Potter, um, yeah, uh, just, just a bunch of books. I can't think of the names at the moment. Um, as I started reading these books, I realized, like, wow, um, you know, um, our bodies, our bodies, and our minds is uh, our brain is a dashboard, okay, and our yeah. mind is our spirit, our soul, you know, that governs yeah. and drives the the, uh, the body. I started realizing that a lot of my behaviors was a notification, letting me know that this avatar was living a life that it should not be living. And that's what I realized that even when I was using, uh, I, they got, my drug addiction was so bad. I was shooting heroin uh, with Jared Flash Gordon, who uh, is a fighter for the UFC. He's a huge advocate in sobriety. He turned his life around, and that's why I'm throwing his name out there because he is such a great inspiration for athletes who could deal with addictions. And uh, him and I would fucking shoot up heroin after training. But every time I did it, I knew, and, and like, this intuition would tell me, I'm better than this. I shouldn't be mm-hmm. doing it. And it's weird because people can ignore it, or yep. if you are aware of your consciousness, you kind of take that and say, whoa, something is trying to communicate. And uh, so during those times, like I always listen to that inner voice that says, "This is not your life. You're not. You're, you're not. Uh, you're on the wrong path. You're, you're destined for greater things." And uh, so when you when you start saying those things to yourself, you realize that like, maybe I'm not a loser. Maybe this is what what I am telling myself that I'm destined for something greater. And so I took it upon my responsibility as a human being to say, "Fuck it. I'm not going to accept that." Let me work on myself. I know it's going to take time. I know it's going to be hard. 
but everything that's hard has a greater reward, right? Yep. And, yep. So, and so here I am just chipping away. Um, I'm trying to start a book club to kind of unite people together through social media um, because I see there's a lot of people out there that hide these things that they think that it's cowardly or not manly um, and no one talks about books. You know, everyone talks about the Netflix shows or the action movie, you know, this actor. But who's talking about these great philosophers that were onto something? You know, my favorite guy is Marcus Aurelius. No one's really talking about, you know, how we should be living as human beings to each other. And there, there's so many athletes out there, celebrities, actors that are in a platform, and yet they choose more fame and more of the attention for themselves than try to send it out to the world and other individuals. And I'm just trying to, you know, send out that message. And, and hopefully if there's a young kid or young girl that feels that their life is going on the wrong path. Like, I hope they watch these things and know that they're not the only person in the world that's dealing with the situation. It's, you know, it's, uh, you can always change your circumstances and your situation. No, yeah, that's powerful, dude. Because in there, it's like, that's why, like, when George, like, introduced me to you, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, dude, like, I, we just vibe, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, it's, it's crazy that, like, you said, like, you're just going on this, like, this path, like, really diving deep, like, when we first met, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, it's, it's powerful because, like, you know, people say, like, law of attraction or universe, but it is, like, our choices and our decisions. It was your choice and decision to, you know, talk to George or George's decision to talk to you. And then me saying, oh, yeah, dude, what are about to talk to George? Like, George is a cool dude. Like, like he's down to earth. Like, he's, you know, so I was like, all right, I want to talk to George too. But then there, it's like, you know, like, just the, the way you're on your path, you know, you nourish yourself. And then you begin to you know, nourish your others around you. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, like I like to think of myself like a tree. It's like I'm 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 the tree and I have my roots. Yeah. And then you're your own tree. And then now you're part of like we're all part of the same forest, right? So now our roots are underneath and nourishing each other. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, I, I have Elijah and I'm gonna have you know Ella coming through. Like as a parent, like as I nourish myself mentally and physically then they're going to feel it too. You know what I'm saying? So, so they're like, you know, the people that I surround myself with, you know, they're going to feel that energy too. You know what I'm saying? And then also like speaking what you've went through and speaking and sharing, um, you know, your experience, you know what I'm saying? With, you know, without feeling that judgment piece. Yeah, like that's, that's one of the things that, I don't know if you remember my last post, that's like one of the things I stand for. It's like, you know, I stand for someone, for, for, for those who are, you know, know that life is challenging but they know that through this challenge and, and, you know, obstacles, like, comes growth, right? I know it's, like, super cliche, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, you know, and then also I stand for, like, you, people sharing their story, like, and providing space for them to share the story. Because then, like, like you said, like, oh, your, your friend hit you up. It's like, oh, shoot, I, I had no idea that you actually went through, you know, all that stuff. Like, that, now she has this uh, feeling and the safe space to open up and, you know, share her mental and physical and spiritual, um, you know, journey. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's uh, it's powerful, dude. It's like, it's crazy because, like, you know, like we have like this this set like path or the like, expectation as far as like you know your personal training, you know, business or whatever. Like you had, okay, I'm gonna do it this way, but then you know your intuition or the universe or God like say, like, oh no, dude, hey, this is how you know you're you're actually gonna share your your story. This is how you're gonna actually. Um, you know, share the goodness uh, that you have and that you're experiencing. So, yeah, man, appreciate it, dude. And like, I, I would have never known about you know your backstory if you know you wouldn't have agreed to talk story. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, man, it, it's crazy, man. It's like 
uh, and that's one of the projects. Again, you know, it's uh, we have these choices to, or we have ideas, and it's your choice whether you want to pursue them or not. And you know, a lot of people always say like, "Oh man, I'm waiting for my my big chance." And and I I always ask like, this is a, a question that I've been asking some people that I've been chatting to on on through social media. When they talk to me, I I, I ask them like, "How much time do you spend in, in just creative thinking?" Um, Think of something that you would, a better question I ask people is I say, how could you improve your town? Like, what would you improve your town? And if money was an issue, how would you improve it? And I ask that question so people can go out, take a look at the environment that they're in, because a lot of times you're going to see more of the bad things. Oh, there's a bar here. I can open up a nice bar here. Or I, there's a restaurant here. I should open. So, so I, I ask those questions because we're full of so much temptation that when people start saying to me, like, oh, you know what, this town needs a running club, or this town could use a, a youth program, or this town can, you know, let, why don't we organize some sort of, there's a lot of drinking and partying in Costa Rica, and, and that's great because it's a touristy town. But to me, there's, the, 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 the beautiful thing, what draws me to Costa Rica is the quality of life that it, it potentially has. And sadly, people are coming here to party when they can work on themselves. Like, this is what... This is what confuses me on, on people's decision. And, and uh, maybe you may agree or disagree with me. But I, like, it puzzles me how people leave their normal lives, their mundane lives, their standard life to visit this beautiful country to do the same mundane things that they're doing back home. Mm. It, to me, it makes no sense. So you're going to come from a stressful, highly environment, New York City, L.A., these cities are just to the point of boiling pot, you know, things in New York. I don't know if you saw what happened just a couple oh, of days ago. Right. So let me get this straight. When people say, hey, I'm here from New York and I see them slumbering, just pounding the drinks. So you come from New York. You could have done that over there with your friends over there, but you're doing that here. It makes no sense. Come here, get closer to nature, try to meet other people. Um, as I was here, I've met some extraordinary people. I did a sound journey uh, with these guys, with, with my good friend Jared, who I met in a jiu-jitsu school. Um, and these are the things that I was open to do because I knew it can connect me to myself and the universe. And if I can connect to myself and, and understand the universe more, it's only going to make me a better person. I want to be treated good. I do. I want people to say, I want to work with this guy, or here's a million dollars, go invest it. But no one's going to give me a million dollars if I'm treating everyone like dog shit. If I don't see their vision, or if I don't care about their feelings, or no one's going to do that. So I'm really trying to fix myself so I can have the discipline to, to avoid all the temptations and never go back. Because I am human. You know, I was craving uh, Doritos the other day, and my lady sent me out to the great. Sorry, honey, I, I bought a bag of Doritos. I might as well be honest to her now. Yeah. And I bought a bag of Doritos. You know, I do crack. You know, I do get tempted. I see that everyone drinking beer and I go for these long runs and I'm like, man, I should reward myself. But that's how things sneak in the back door. That's how discipline, that's why I, I kind of say to myself, I don't want to break character. I need to stay true to myself. Like if I stay loyal and true to myself, I can be loyal and true to my woman. I can be true and loyal to my clients. I can be true and loyal to my friends. 
you know, you're only good as your word. If I tell you I'm going to be there tomorrow to help you move a couch or whatever it is, you know that this person is good for it. You know, I've been in so many situations. My lady and I, we put two gyms together. Literally, um, we were walking through Brooklyn's. If you watch my uh, my stories down in uh, in Instagram, I literally was carrying lockers across Brook. I I rented a uh, yeah. what, uh, uh, like a, something to pull a dolly, and I'm literally yeah. pulling lockers across Brooklyn by myself with her. And she's stopping traffic, and I had friends who were like, "Yeah, I'll come and help you." And I'm like, "Great!" No one showed up. Oh, no yeah. one showed. Up. You know. And it, it and it's okay, but it's it's like you want people to be true to their word, you know. And and same thing goes to like in a relationship, you know. If if you're asking your woman like, do do you love me? If you have to ask, that means you don't love yourself. Because if you love yourself, you shouldn't even have to ask anyone if you're being loved. So you know, it's just, if you have the discipline to take care of yourself and you're always true to yourself, you'll be everyone will believe you when you say because they're seeing how you treat yourself, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they 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 see it, they feel it, and like you, they actually want to, like you said, that you want they want to be around the energy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, so so there's like that that feeling of also like it's that that um uh the feeling of like really like self love and like loving yourself. I, I, I know it's like you know some people may say it's played out, but it's true. It's like once you start to begin to really nourish yourself and like and really truly like tap within, because there's love in all of us. You know what I'm saying? They're just you know, past experiences, things, circumstances, the stuff that happens to us, and like it kind of just like it kind of it kind of muddies the water, right? But when yeah. there's like still like there's still love within you. Now it's just kind of just um, uh, realizing and clearing that space that that, that water, so, so that you can actually share, you know, your cup with a, another person. You know what I'm saying? So, so then they're like, I, oh shit, yeah. Kind of just like you know, you're sharing your 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 water with you know, we're sharing water with each other. I'm I'm drinking right. I'm drinking out of your fountain. Now you're drinking out of my fountain. You know what I'm saying? And like, like people actually, you know, you go to a park, you see you see a fountain, like oh shit, that fountain's kind of dirty, dude. I don't think I don't think want to drink it there. But you see like a nice clean fountain, like just like radiating, just like goodness and love. It's like oh shit, yeah, I want to freaking you know be around this fountain. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, it, right. it's, it's powerful too. But then also realizing like. You know, if someone is has you know a dirty fountain, or you know has you know some some kind of attitude, or or, or some type of ways like being compassionate and knowing that you know it's like they may have they may be going through something. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they're they're acting a certain way. So it's a, a level of like you know compassion and like empathy too, like for another person, right? So but then and, and and like you're saying too, it's like you know like just. Being that person where it's like, oh shit, yeah, that that dude Jeffrey's fucking dope, dude. He's he's, he's actually pretty cool. Like, yeah, I actually, I actually want to now change. You know, he planted the seed of you know perspective in, in in my garden, in my mind. Now I want to create and like see where this goes to. Now you know, someone you know watching, learn something about you, learn something about me, or you know, now they they can now be open to uh, nurse themselves. You know what I'm saying? Through, like you said, like love and discipline and, and really uh, choosing yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. I'm all, I, I try to, right now, like every time I, like I, I very recent, like this was maybe a couple of days ago, I told my lady, I said, you know, I'm going to, for the next 30 now, you know, I, I do daily habits programs, uh, try to get people going in a, in a good something, very realistic habits. Uh, and I, I told my, my, my lady, I said, for the next 30 days, 
everyone that I meet, everyone that I come in contact, I'm going to treat them fucking really nice. Like, I'm going to just be super nice. I don't, if they give me a negative response, just bite it down and just still be nice. And it, you know, it, it takes about 30 days to pick up and stick to a habit. So I've been working on it. And by being nice, <laughs> it's just crazy how the universe works, right? Uh, these opportunities are just presenting themselves. They just come in and I'm like, wow, you know, I, I'm going to work on this project with this guy. Um, today, I, I was renting a scooter because we were heading down to the market. Uh, we, ha we have to hit multiple supermarkets in Costa Rica to get quality food. So we go rent the, uh, the scooter and, and, and the guys that like, we're chatting and you know, just being super nice. Usually, as soon as I walk into any store, convenience store, the supermarket, cashier, I always open up with, hello, how you doing? How's your day going? Your health is good. How's your family? Your state of mind, how is it? And and they look at me and they'll ignore me, completely ignore me, won't answer yeah. the question. And I'll say it again. I say, how's it going? Good afternoon. You okay? Having a rough day? And they'll ask me, why are you asking me these questions? <laughs> and I, I know, crazy, right? And I look at them really confused and I say, because you're a human being. You're not a robot. You're not just here to serve me. Like yeah. you have a day, you have feelings. I want your experience with me and my experience with you to be a pleasant one. We're, we're just humans. You yeah. don't have to be just a serving person. And she looked at me and the gentleman looked at me and they're like, wow, that's very considerate, very nice. And they kind of start putting their guards down and we start chatting. Um, this gentleman today just with the chat, but this is how things are. Like we're trying to find a place to live potentially, you know, hopefully one day buy a home here. And uh, the guy's like, you've been here for a while because I seen you around the streets jogging around. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone sees me working out in this neighborhood. Um, and I said, yeah, you know, I'm here for another week, but, you know, no luck finding a place to, to live. And he's like, well, are you looking for, like, this type of lifestyle? I said, no, I'm not looking for the, the, the expensive lifestyle. I just want to be away from everyone, really low-key. Guess what? The guy has a property for sale, beachfront. It's not where we want to be, but, you know, he's got something, and he offered it. He's, he's like, look, if you're interested, I'm willing to work with you. But this is what I mean. Like, if you're a rude person, oh, and on top of that, as he's filling out my paperwork, he goes, hey, you know, just a word of advice. It's high tourists. The cops are looking for bribes. It's best you carry your ID and your passport instead of what I have presented, which was just copies because I'm afraid of losing them. Yeah. And I had said to, to my lady, I'm like, look, if I came out rude, if I was nasty, just give me my vehicle so I can go. One, I would have missed out an opportunity of him offering a, a beach property. Two, he could have been like, fuck this guy. Let him get a ticket. He yeah. deserves it for being rude, right? My reaction was like, honey, I'm going to go back and get my passport because I can't afford it. I don't want to get a ticket in a foreign country. And that's what I mean. It's like, if you're nice to people, the universe will reward you back. The, the, you know, I do believe in karma. Karma, you owe a debt to karma, whether it's good or bad. Once that act is done or once the word leaves your mouth, once it's out into the universe, you owe a debt to karma. And that's yeah. it. So be prepared. Nice. <laughs> be prepared. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's why my actions and my words are trying to be the right ones, um, the smart ones and good ones. Uh, words are powerful. Um, and that's, that's the, like, the sad part, that words are powerful, and yet people are using them more to destroy mm -hmm. and more to kind of take someone's ability to actually live. 
And I say these things from experience. So again, you know, I'm not back talking anyone. Um, I'm speaking facts. And if you're watching and people are watching from my academy and you don't like what I'm saying, then tune off and tough luck. Um, you know, I trained under a very prestigious uh, jiu-jitsu coach, John Donaher. I, I will throw his name because he's a fact. And uh, for 13, 14 years, the truth is, if I had not experienced my father's tough love of him calling me a loser, never amounting to anything. I mean, I have some really bad memories and I, I'll share them and, and so everyone can know how tough my, my youth was. I didn't know how to mold. As a matter of fact, I still don't know how to mold the fly. I still take out my calculator or my abacus because my lady's Indian, yeah. so I take, out, <laughs> I take out the abacus. Um, you know, my, my, my dad would have me, he quizzed me on my timetables. And when, if I got them wrong, he would literally have my brother beat me with a stick. Oh, and yeah. And like, it fucked me up psychologically. And I wonder what it must've done to my brother. Like never talk about these things. Right. Yeah. And it just fucked me up big time. It really did. And I, you know, don't really talk about it. But going on into jujitsu, into another learning environment, and the guys at the academy would tell you, yo, John, he, in front of the entire class, he'd be like, what are you, Jeff, a fucking moron? You're a fucking idiot. And, you know, having experienced that, if I had soft skin, I would have left the academy. You know, I would have yeah. left. And uh, I felt abandonment issues all my life. Uh, my jujitsu coach, even after I received my black belt, which is the highest reward that uh, someone can achieve, a um, couple months later, I'm trying to, I honestly thought that my life was going to change. I seriously thought, in my mind, I was convinced that day I opened up an academy, students are going to be running in, I, I'm a Donna her black belt. It was my biggest creative achievement, something that I finally like earned on my own. Um, you know, it's, you have to really prove yourself to earn this belt. And then I get a, you know, John pulls me into his office. And I know, matter of fact, he has one of his, uh, his athletes text me or one of his athletes just text me. I don't know if he had him text me or the athlete just uh, decided to text, but uh, he said, oh, John said, so to me, the message was passed on to him that he was denying me the black belt, that he never gave me the black belt. And I, it devastated me. It, I was crushed. I was like, man, something I worked so hard for just snuffed away. And at that time, I realized, and I running on my own, spending this time on my own, I realized that what I was really looking for was a validation. I was looking for an approval and didn't get it from my father. So I was looking, searching for the next best thing, which was John, who I spent so many years. And as I just started working out and really building myself up, excuse my language again, I was like, fuck this guy. I don't need a fucking human being to validate me on my hard work. I realized, I, I know, crazy, right? I yeah. realized that I was actually a black belt the day I signed up. The day I made the contract with myself is the day that I became the black belt because I chose to pick that sport and make it into my lifestyle. Not only is it my lifestyle, it is what I preach. It is how I preach my message about self-love, about discipline, about self-control, and um, if that's a message that's bad, then, hey, fuck it, you know, I'm going to keep preaching. And I don't need him or anyone. I realize that now I don't need him 
to validate me anymore or anyone for that matter. I just yeah. need myself to keep working hard and, and keep improving because, you know, life is about improvement. If you're not growing emotionally, especially spiritually, or even financially, if you're not growing in any of those three, I'm sorry, you're going to have a very lonely, meaningless life, you know, because uh, taking risk and wanting to expand is 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 living, you know, is that, that thrill that um, I might get hurt by overtraining that to me is a thrill because I'm living life. Um, I signed up to two Ironmans in July. I, I know it sounds, it sounds nuts and they're literally back to back and my mind is already playing tricks on me like you, you're going to overdo it and thank God I have my lady over here to reinforce that and say, no, you have the athletic commitment, the athletic attribute and the mindset. You just have to now believe that you can finish this. And thank you, honey. I love you for that. Because um, she's my my uh, my rock. She centers me, and um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for her. And, and my brother, I love my brother dearly because he's my number one supporter. Um, you know, very, and Izzy, and Izzy, <laughs> one yeah. of my students. Yeah, he is a very loyal uh, student, a good friend of mine. Sometimes I say he's my boy, my young boy, um, and uh, yeah, I love him dear. And I and I do this for these guys and. Uh, and for my brother, like I get the messages, you know, you're inspiring me, you're motivating me. And the truth is, I'm not trying to inspire anybody or motivate anybody. Um, I think that inspiration and motivation, you have to find it within yourself. And, um, you know, I told my brother, I said, look, I'm not trying to be a David Goggins or anyone. If it's happening and it does happen, great, because at least I can bring this message for people to improve their health and try to live a healthier, a healthier lifestyle. And if there's anyone that I want to improve or inspire or motivate, it's my brother, you know, because I want him to be a better version of himself. You know, my mom, I, I my mom, I try to inspire her to work out, but she's got her ways and yeah. it's a tough one, you know, but I was, one day I will get her to uh, give me a few squats or a few lunges or something, you know, and, and have her believe in herself, you know, no, yeah, it's, it's powerful because in there it's like, like you said, it's like you're not here to, you know, motivate or inspire. You're, you're here, you know, it's, it's like you said, you know, it's through you loving yourself and, you know, through discipline and, you know, your, your training and, you know, your mental, physical, spiritual, uh, you know, work that you do that in turn you become the inspiration, you know what I'm saying? Because you want to inspire yourself. Right. right. Yeah. So there, there's it's it's like that that infinity loop. You know what I'm saying? It's like you start to nourish yourself, and you, you nourish other people. You know what I'm saying? So then there, and then they start to nourish themselves, and then they they start you know people around them start to uh, you know nourish themselves because they see the transformation that they're going through. So then there, it's kind of like just like cross pollination. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or, or even like you you're throwing the um, a pebble in in the uh, the lake. You're going to see the ripple at first, but then, you know, that ripple is going to even expand and you're not going to see what, you know, um, who you're, you're going to affect. Like, even like people watching now, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're going to get something from, you know, your story or, you know, our talk, and then they're going to be inspired, hopefully, to, you know, nourish themselves in, in some type of way. And then their family is going to see them nourishing themselves like, oh, shoot, hey, I, I, I see you doing your thing. It inspired me to do that. So then there's like, we, we don't even see the actual effects of what we're going through, you know what I'm saying, as far as the, the ripple effect. So, like, yeah, just keep on, you know, nourishing yourself, dude, you know what I'm saying, and improving yourself in, like, all aspects, because, like, like I said, like, even this conversation has got me juiced, 
you know what I'm saying? So like, it's like, just like keep going and I like keep sharing and I like keep growing and like, especially freaking, you know, opening up space like this, dude, to have you come and share your story. You're all, you're all in Costa Rica, dude, and we're talking stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the amazing part of like social media, technology and all that stuff. Like, we can just connect, dude. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's solid. And as far as like, you know, your journey and everything like that, I, I know you already uh, went through, you know, a lot the past like four months, but like, what's like the, the one thing that you've learned about yourself in the past, like, you know, three, four months since you like started this like intense journey? That we, we really are our thoughts. Uh, whatever we are constantly thinking about is the direction where our lives are going to go. Um, and it's the, uh, the life that we're going to manifest for ourselves. Uh, and that's that was my biggest discovery was that i for years for years and i kid you not for years i would was told myself that my story that my life was a sad story it was a good story but it's sad and 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 the way i say it was good is because i'm alive i'm healthy but sad because i missed out on so many opportunities because of my own self-talk because of my own blockages that I put, my own self-belief. And when I really discovered that I, I took a moment to look back and say, and this is gonna sound crazy, because I just said my life is sad. I left home when I was 14 years old. I've been homeless three times in my life. I've dealt with drug addiction, um, you name it. I've, I've been financially broke several times in my life and I'm always able to build up and never able to hold on to money because I'm always taking care of other people, you know, my family, my mom and other people. Um, but at the same time, when I would say that to myself, I just look at all the negative. But when I took the moment to reflect, and again, this is, this, this is all spending at three, between three o'clock in the morning to about six or seven o'clock in the morning. This is where my consciousness, or my, my consciousness was super clear, no noise, no drama, no bullshit, just working on yourself, talking to yourself. I, I took a moment to look back on my life and I, I, and I would say, wait a minute, if I had gone to school, right? If I had gone to high school, college, got a career, I would never have taken this path as a fitness instructor. I've been in the fitness industry since the age of 13 years old. I used to go out and hand flyers out at this gym in uh, 13th Street, uh, excuse me, 14th Street and 3rd Avenue. At the time it was called Powerhouse Gym. And I would just hand flyers out in the fucking cold, just standing there, just <laughs> hand flyers out for $2 an hour. <laughs> I was making $2 an hour, 13 years old, just handing flyers, 14 years old, handing flyers out. And then from there, the guy offered me a job. He's like, hey, uh, we just fired Nelson, the porter guy. You want to scrub? Literally, this is what the guy said. You want to scrub toilets and put the weights back? If I'm going to scrub toilets, uh, how much am I going to get paid? He's like, $5 an hour. I'm like, fuck yeah, 14 years old, $5 an hour. I'm doing the math. And the guy said, like, and you get to work out at the gym for free. Great. So from the age of 14... Um, I was already exposed to fitness before that, and I was running with my dad and my brother at a very young age. Um, but from the age of 14 till today, I stepped into a gym every single day. I've worked on myself every single day, but I never, 
I looked at the training as, as the physical part, not as mm -hmm. the mental soul searching, uh, working on yourself. That it was, I'm going to lift iron. I want to get as big, again, the whole machismo toughness, yep. I'm going to get big as possible, martial arts. But what I didn't realize was I was already living a life that I was designing for myself. You know, I, I'm happy being in the gym. I didn't care if I had clients or not. I mean, I just made sure that I made enough money that I could pay my bills, buy my protein shake. And, but I was happy with the amount that I was making because I was spending the time in the gym. I had a decision to make in 2005. It was either um, pursue my, increase my income and take more hours as a trainer or devote myself and train six to seven hours of jujitsu. And I was, I got it. I got to go with what makes me happy with what is going to help me deal with life in a better, uh, with a better perspective. And so I chose to train jujitsu. Now by training jujitsu, any jujitsu player out there will tell you everyone's fucking broke and everyone's fucking hurting and everyone's fucking tired. Oh, yeah. and everyone's, you know, everyone's hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you're training so much, your money goes into training because you, you either get kickboxing coaches or privates for jiu-jitsu or you sign up for another gym to work on your flexibility, massage therapists, physical therapists, quality food. Um, and so all your money goes into yourself, right? And all this whole time, I never did that. I was like, because I felt bad spending money on myself. I saw it as a bad thing. Yeah. And my brother would buy me gear. I mean, all this stuff is, is courtesy of him. And uh, he'd hook me up. And my lady started, like, making that clear to me. She's like, why do you feel bad when you're making an investment on yourself? Mm. And, and that, to me, was like, whoa. It is an investment because if, if I'm spending money to improve whether it's my skill, whether it's I can come up with a product or anything that the creative mind can start developing and it's going in here, it is an investment it, and it's a, a great investment. So if you're spending money, you know, this is out to anyone that's listening. If you're spending money on, on a hobby that you enjoy, keep doing it because uh, it's going to get your mind creative and figure out a way make money out of that passion. It's, it's just an extraordinary thing. And, and it's been working out really well for me. Um, you know, I, out here in, in Costa Rica, I was like, no one's going to pay me uh, my rate uh, for teaching jiu-jitsu. And my lady's like, you have an experience that they only wish they could have done it. They understand who this coach is. They understand the knowledge, you know, people will pay it. And I uh, did a workshop in was able to pull off a couple of privates just to have enough money to get some food here. And, and it's, it's a good sense of uh, security to know that my services are needed, are, are, are required somewhere around the world and that I could make a living wherever it is that I choose to go now, you know, and uh, you know, that's been my biggest discovery is that you are what you think. And uh, now, now I don't think that I have this sad life on the very contrary. I think I have this, amazing gift and i want to do the right thing with it now and i want to really reach and help people because i get more satisfaction servicing other it's nice to get the knowledge and the experience but i feel so much better when i'm actually working with people and and then and and then uh and then they text me back well i'm applying what you taught or right. no one taught it the way you're teaching it this is so cool 
that gives me a bigger uh, reward. Uh, more, I feel more fulfilled in the evenings. Um, and with the little bit of money that I made here, um, it, it actually feels really good to just say, hey, mom, here's 200 bucks or 100 bucks. Um, this money comes from doing what I actually love to do. It's not coming from, from a job that I fucking hate. It's not, I'm not selling an item that I don't believe in or I don't stand by. Like I, the money that I send there was earned with the passion that I put into myself, yep. if you will. Yep. So nice. that feeling of, of giving it feels a little bit more rewarding. Good, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Oh, shoot. And then, uh, don't want to cut it short, but that, that's almost an hour, dude. But, um, yeah, no, yeah we're, we're right at 155. Uh, but, yeah, dude, um, I like asking this question, you know, like, uh, you know, in, in 60 seconds, like, you know, someone on the path of, you know, bettering their mental and physical health and fitness, like, what's one thing that, that what's one habit that, that in, um, kind of, uh, one positive high habit that, that you would have them do as far as, like, getting on their path just to start, you know, on this mental and physical health? The one habit that I would say that can start changing your life is waking up early in the morning. And the reason I say that is because, when you're waking up early in the morning, the only person that you're going to have to negotiate with and, 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 and talk your way in or out is with yourself. That's it. You, if you can overcome that one task, pick the hardest time for you that it is. Three o'clock has been tough for me. And I wake up and it's like, oh, I want to go back to bed. And you start self-talking, you start negotiating. If you collect that first W... The rest of the day will start snowballing and just collect those W's. Make a good food choice. If you don't wake up early, your next opportunity is going to be make the right food choice. That could be a W. And then start collecting those wins throughout nice. the day. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Solid, dude. Yeah. And then um, uh, if someone wants to, you know, work with you online or, you know, um, if they're in Costa Rica, if they want to work with you with jiu-jitsu or, you know, uh, mental and physical health um, training, coaching, uh, how, how can they reach out to you? They can go to, onto my uh, IG profile. If they click on the link, I have a full um, menu on my services, uh, the process if they want to sign up, uh, because I do have a sign up. I do want to see their movements. I do want to study them so I can have a program ready for them. I can understand what, what I, we can work on together. Nice. No, that's solid. Yeah. And then uh, there was, I could talk to you for like another two hours, dude, because like everything that you said is like, especially like, the book club, because, you know, for me, like, I have the positive system. It's like, you know, mindset, knowledge, nutrition, movement, restoration, and community. And, like, all the stuff that you talk about hit, like, every single element, dude. So, I'm like, shit. We, we got to do this, another top story pretty soon, dude. Guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But, um, no, yeah, dude. Uh, again, um, this was the, one of the fastest hours I've had for my conversation, dude. It, it was powerful, bro. Thank you. Um, again, dude, uh, everybody, much mahalo for, you know, jumping on. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey, for fucking just being on your journey, you know what I'm saying, and being here. And um, I'm glad you po you're part of the uh, Positive Ohana, dude. But um, I'm actually going to message you after this, yeah, just talk story. But um, again, guys, thank you, mahalo. And um, I'm going to have more guests on our Positive Talk story uh, next week. Uh, special guests coming through. I'm going to announce it in a couple days. So I love you guys. Uh, keep staying rooted. Keep nourishing yourself. Keep nourishing your family. And, you know, as always, keeping your Positive high, dude. All right, guys. Aloha. All right, brother. Have a good one, brother. Love yourself so you can love others. Oh, yes. All day. Dude, that was a great conversation, man. I love these Positive I Talk stories because it just reminds me of how much wonderful people that I have in my life. You know, that's a beautiful thing about 
you know, you beginning your positive high path and just really starting to nourish yourself because you start to attract wonderful and great people on the same path. And you know what? I'm feeling juice. Hey, if you guys found something. Dude, that was a powerful conversation, man. I just love, I'm, I'm so juiced with all of these positive high talk stories, man. It just makes me realize how many wonderful people I'm attracting in my life. And, and you know, just our Ohana in general, how we're just growing and we're just getting stronger. And that's a beautiful thing about you going on your path, on your own positive high path, that you're going to start attracting wonderful people. You're going to start to connect. You're going to start to share. You're going to start to experience. And, you know, speaking of sharing and experience, if you guys found something, you know, something inspirational or even something that you've learned in this conversation, share it. Yeah, share it. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it in our Positive High Facebook group. Uh, link is in the description and share it on your social. Yeah, your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever it is, because you never know. Yeah, what you've learned, you can also inspire other people, you know, that same way. So let's keep the ripple going. Keep the Positive High ripple going. As always, yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. Remember, continue to nourish yourself so you nourish your family. Stay rooted. Keep feeling your positive high, guys. I love you guys, and see you guys in the next episode. Cheers.